Boom. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Ray Loves Movies. My name is Ray Taylor. And in this episode, I'm not reviewing a movie, as you may see from the title. This is going to be my 2017 top 10 movies. According to me, my top 10 list for 2017. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, Ray, you only just started doing this show. You know, you've reviewed maybe about 10 movies in total for this this whole podcast. How are you going to do a list? Well, let me tell you, person that asked me that question, not really. I would was reviewing movies prior to this show on a different podcast called the Inspired Disorder Podcast that I did with my buddy Keith Spurlock. Uh, we reviewed a bunch of movies this year. Um... So let me just, I'm going to run through just the movies. There's some movies that I didn't see, admittedly, but I did see a whole lot. This is my lists. This is my, this is my work, my long division right here, showing my work. Uh, so there's Jumanji, Shape of Water, Downsizing, Star Wars, Jim and Andy, The Room, Disaster Artist, Coco, Lady Bird, Three Billboards to Ebbing, Missouri, uh, Justice League, Blade Runner, 2040, uh, Murder, Murder on the Orient Express, Florida Project, Thor Ragnarok, It, Goon 2, Logan Lucky, Atomic Blonde, Big Sick, Dunkirk, War of the Planet of the Apes, Spider-Man Homecoming, Baby Driver, Comes at Night, Wonder Woman, um, Alien Covenant, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Free Fire, Kong Skull Island, Logan, Get Out, John Wick 2 are the movies that some of the movies that I've seen this year and reviewed on either this podcast or my old podcast, the Inspired Disorder podcast. From those, I distilled down my top list of movies, and it goes as follows. Uh, I will start... I'm going to start with some honorable mentions. Well, I'm going to start with number 10. Let's just start with number 10. How about that? Uh, so number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, just a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Not, I mean, out of the comic book superhero movies that are coming out all the time, I've said before, I'll say it again, Marvel's the only one doing it right. They're the only ones that I actually enjoy the movies. Although Wonder Woman that came out didn't make my list. Nowhere on my list. Um, probably the best DC movie uh, that came out that I could think of. Um, but Spider-Man, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the new Spider-Man, the actor playing the new Spider-Man more than the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. I like it far more than... I've only seen the first of The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so I think casting-wise... I enjoyed that it was uh, mostly his movie with elements from, I mean, pretty much like Iron Man was in a little bit, uh, but it was very, and it wasn't just another origin story. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. I've watched it twice, um, at least twice. I watched it once in the theater, and I've watched it at least once since, and uh, it is definitely one of, uh, one of, I mean, it's definitely it's it's the top. It's number ten on my list. 
Um, but it's definitely one of my favorite of the uh, Marvel movies as well. Like, I just really, it was just a lot of fun to watch. Similar to, like, Ant-Man was a lot of fun to watch. Um, they didn't need, because no backstory, it wasn't like, you know, you're just in it. We saw him. There was a nice throwback to him in Civil War uh, where he had, you know, he was using his phone. Uh, but that, that Spider-Man Homecoming is my number 10, and it had a very fun, like, 80s comedy, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, literally, there's a Ferris Bueller Day Off reference, visual reference, as well as while that reference is going on, Ferris Bueller is literally playing on a TV um, in the background for all the kids that probably are watching that don't get the, when he's running through the backyard, when he's stuck in the suburbs. Um, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it, it, as far as adding humor into it, it wasn't fake like Thor Ragnarok was fake as fuck. It's like you take this bland character and then you just make him witty and everybody witty. And then it's like people like the movie because it's a witty, fun movie, but it just tonally doesn't fit with anything that... It's like all of a sudden he's witty for one movie, so now is he going to be... Is Thor going to be witty for the rest of the Marvel movies? Or was that the only Marvel movie where he's witty? Because I've never seen him witty. He's just very... He's just just like a, a brooding oaf, I guess. Um, so number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 9, a movie I just reviewed recently, uh, The Shape of Water, which is my favorite of the Guillermo del Toro movies. Uh, it was a touching love story, uh, like, you know, uh, unconventional love story you know similar to like how beauty and the beast is unconventional love story uh this is between a mute woman and a creature from the water and i'm really curious to know if the camera is even cropping off my head right now it might be um but yeah shape of water was an enjoyable experience i loved it a lot uh so that's why it's on my top 10 list. And, um, yeah, I just like, you know, it's just, it's, it's a story that, although not super, I mean, it's like a pretty basic, I don't know. I just really enjoyed Shape of Water. So that's my number nine. Uh, number eight from early, early in the year, Kong Skull Island. I loved watching this movie. It was just a really fun monster movie with a lot of funny moments. Uh, has a lot of great cameos from a lot of big actors. Um, it is, you know, as far as monster kind of action movies, it's the only one I've really liked. It's I found it to be far superior film to like a, a um, what was that uh, the Pacific Rim. Guillermo del Toro bringing it back to him um yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed Kong far more um and it was just it was just a lot of fun to go watch in a movie theater eat popcorn have a good time um uh, which when I'm making this list I'm not just going based on like oh it's cinematically the best like piece of art that came out because movies are also entertainment they're not just you know, there's not just a critique on film study, you know, 
Um, and there was a lot of fun with Kong Skull Island. For, and for those that are curious, my favorite film of 2016 was Swiss Army Man because super original, super funny as shit, and the soundtrack was made Like, every part of that movie made me happy. And uh, except the end was a little weird, but uh, every part of that movie made me happy. So kind of in that vein, Kong was just a really fun time to watch. And, you know, I mean... That's a movie I'd I'd watch that any anytime it's on I'm I'm good with it I'm good with it it was it was such a fun movie and because it you know because it is just kind of a a fun popcorn action movie it is lower on the list um, I put it above Shape of Water and and uh, and Star and Spider Man just because I thought it was a little bit more fun um, and you know Spider Man. Sometimes sequels and these franchises all knock down a little bit. Uh, but there was a couple, I don't know. Like, there was, uh, Spider-Man also had a really great villain in it, too. Uh, but Kong, I'm putting solid number eight. Um, but coming in, they came out just, I think it was the first movie I reviewed uh, in, of 2017. Uh, from a movie that was released in 2017. Sequel to John Wick 1. John Wick Chapter 2. Coming in at number seven. Uh, I mean, if you're a fan of John Wick number one, the first John Wick, then I would imagine you like John Wick two. It just seemed like they took everything from one and then ramped it up. Really fun, great fight scenes. Uh, just the scenery and just where the fight scenes took place looked beautiful. I thought the story was super imaginative definitely makes sense that it's like it definitely feels like a graphic novel that it comes from a graphic novel uh especially where they go with it in the second uh movie but i enjoyed the fuck out of that and atomic blonde came out this past year a lot of people are saying that's the female john wick there's a couple scenes in atomic blonde that were fun but everything else is just like all plot in that movie is dog shit all the dialogue where people are talking to, you know, expouse the fucking what's supposed to be going on, the exposition of the... It was just not a good movie. There's, like, one really fun one-take kind of action moment scene, uh, but a lot of that movie was just, like, dumb as shit. Uh, whereas John Wick 2, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Uh, and for being kind of a sequel, John Wick being, like, independent kind of under the radar, took off, did amazing, decided to make uh, a, a sequel to it. I mean, I think a lot of people saw John Wick, you know, on streaming, on like HBO and Netflix and stuff like that, wherever wherever it hit after. I don't think a lot of people saw it in theaters. And because of that, they made a second one, and they came through. Keanu Reeves, amazing fucking act. He's going to be, he's going to go down as one of the best, one of the best action stars of our generation. I mean, you got The Matrix, you got the John Wick, you got Point Break, the original, the only good Point Break, um, and probably other stuff that I'm not thinking of. Uh, but I think he's he's gonna be one of the best. I mean, he's I think he's a good actor anyway. But his action movies, he's on point. And as far as like, you know, going into a role prepared, he seems like he's he, he goes in prepared. Uh, so number seven, John Wick, number two. A lot of fun. Great, great next chapter to the the series. I'm looking forward to the third one for sure. 
Uh, so number six, another movie from another franchise. I'm surprised there's as many as there were. I cut out a lot, but I couldn't help it. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, so good. My favorite, like my favorite of the Star Wars movies that have come out since the originals. Force Awakens is like really close second to this one, I think. Uh, I just, I'm really, the, the first one, a lot better than I thought it was after watching Last Jedi. I went back and watched uh, Force Awakens again. So many Dutch angles. Like, I really don't like J.J. Abrams' cinematic style, or I'm just over it. I'm just kind of tired of it. There's some amazing moments in that movie, uh, but with uh, with uh, Star Wars, Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson coming in. First part of it, a little bit over the top Disney, but once I settled in, once I settled in, and it, it kind of toned out, like some of the, I think they kind of calmed down. It went hard in the beginning, and then it slowed down. I thought it was amazing. I thought there's some of the most, like, iconic, like, scenes from that I could think of from a Star Wars, uh, which... Some people have the complete opposite. Like some of my favorite moments from the movie are some of the things people hate about Star Wars, which is super weird. But I enjoyed the fucking thing. Um, Star Wars: Last Jedi. You know, I I don't know what to think of JJ coming back to do the third one of this trilogy, and then Ryan Johnson doing. I'm I'm more excited for Ryan Johnson's trilogy than I am whatever JJ does with to end this one. I just don't think he's as good of a storyteller. I think he's like, I, because th- he's all about the mystery box or whatever. And I think it's just, he's so into the mystery box, he he's not that good at the conclusion to the mystery. You know, it's all build up with no payoff, or the payoff is just very lackluster. Um, which I do enjoy some of his, some of his stuff. But, you know, I he, with Star Wars, it's like, let's, not have J.J. Abrams make every fucking movie. Let's just like, let him do something else. Let Ryan Johnson, let some fresh blood take over and hopefully give them some control in the thing. But I, I love Star Wars um, and I'm not a huge like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars fan, but after the prequels I just you know, I tapped out. After George Lucas went back and started fucking with all the originals. I kind of lost, lost hope. Um, you know the fact that Disney owns them. I mean, I guess it's good that we're getting some new movies. But I, I think in the long run, Disney owning everything is going to be horrible. And I can't wait to, for them to just destroy all everybody's all everybody's childhoods and just bastardize everything. Um, so you know, it's a double-edged sword for sure. Uh, but Star Wars Last Jedi is coming in number six on my list. Number five on my list, independent movie, small movie, bunch of no-name first-time actors, The Florida Project. You want to talk about a movie with some real fucking heart in it. You want to talk about, you know, a simple movie that packs a fucking punch and some great acting by a bunch of fucking kids that have never acted and uh, 
you know, main characters that are like the only big, the only big well-known person in this is Willem Dafoe. Everybody else is like their first time, and I thought it was amazing. Um, you know, it's it's very much a bummer movie, but it's so good, and the fact that you know it's you know it's just. You know, it has the independent sensibility where it's just, it's very simple. Here you are. Here are the players. This is what's going on, you know. And, uh, yeah, I love the fuck out of it. So Florida Project, number five. That one's, like, that one's up high. Not because it, I definitely wasn't like, woohoo, I'm enjoying this fun ride. But it was more of, like, this movie is, like, very much, I would say, a piece of art in a lot of ways and because of that it it gets it gets up there i mean it beat out all these movies on my top 10 list i loved but the reason it's there is because it didn't have that right mix necessarily but i did appreciate the fuck out of it um so florida project a lot of fun uh not a lot of fun <laughs> a really good movie that i i definitely recommend people watching just because I mean, independent movies, every fucking person on the face of the planet knows that there's a new Star Wars movie that came out. Everybody knows that there's a fucking new Spider-Man movie that came out. Some people know John Wick 2. Some people know Kong. But fucking maybe some people have heard of the Florida Project. I would love for this director to do more stuff. I don't want to see him doing anything for Disney. Right, I want to see him do what he does, and I enjoy. It's a very like minimalist style. The thing he did before, which I haven't seen yet, Lemonade. I think it's called Lemonade, uh, where he filmed it all on an iPhone at the uh, at a, a donut shop in L.A. where a bunch of transgender people used to hang out. Um, and I guess he got a lot of them to act in it for the first time. He's really good with first time actors. Uh, but I enjoyed Florida Project a lot uh, for being even it being like a a bummer movie it was you know it was uh it was a cleansing experience especially coming off of a movie like like a thor ragnarok where it's just like people love it just because it's a witty character and it's like the everything else is just stupid and doesn't it's all worthless um so yeah so florida project my number five okay now when i was making my list so i wrote down first thing i did was write down every movie that was reviewed on either Raylo's movies or uh, the Inspired Disorder podcast. Um, and then I went through and starred the ones, all the ones that I liked. And out of that, I had to cut some out. Uh, and then once I had my top 10, I went through and I did, out of these, what are my top movies of this top 10? And uh, so that's kind of how I separated the pack from Florida Project down and then starting at my top four, past Florida Project, Big Sick. Big Sick, Camille Nanjani wrote it with his, his wife about uh, a true event that happened in their life, and their relationship. I thought it was one of the most inventive and original, like, rom-coms. Had another movie with a ton of heart. A movie that was like a very low budget thing, but just had a lot of momentum. It did really well in theaters. Um, but I love it's like super unconventional as far as like a love story or romantic comedy. Uh, 
with a little edge to it. Love the fuck out of it. Love the fuck out of it. For so many, the acting's amazing. Ray Romano and was it Jodie Foster? Was it Jodie Foster? And uh, Kamel and the female actress, which I'm not going to look all of it up. It was amazing. I love the fucking movie. It was going to be high on my list. I'm super surprised. Like, I've listened to a couple. I went online just to see other lists, just if there was movies that maybe I missed. Um, and then I listened to the Slash Filmcast Top 10 Review. I was really surprised at some of the movies that were left out. And this one, I don't know how much it was left out, but I'm very happy. I'm very happy I got to see this movie, and I'm very happy that it did so well. And I, I can't wait to see what Kamal does next. Uh, but Big Sick, number four, it's just like a must-watch movie. Like, out of the movies, like it's a movie that I could recommend to almost anybody. And it's it's not like like Kong you kind of have to be into that kind of a movie, that fun action monster movie. Or, you know, Star Wars, you have to be in Star Wars, things like that. But fucking big sick. I love the fuck out of it. Uh, so number four had to go up, up high, up high as fuck. Uh, number three coming in, one of the early releases of the year. Uh the only horror movie that I have on my list, even though for whatever reason it's being categorized as a comedy in like upcoming, like the Golden Globes, I think it's nominated as best comedy, which is fucking just because a movie has comedic relief doesn't make it a comedy. Uh, Get Out is what I'm talking about. Uh, the uh, not Jordan Peele. Uh, is it Jordan Peele? Wait, who directed it? Ah, it's, uh, I think it is Jordan. Anyway, you know who you are from Key and Peele. I'm pretty sure. Um, fucking a movie, his first movie he's written, directed. It was amazing film, like a very much a twist on, it's very much like a mixture of like a uh like a um a twilight zone not necessarily black mirror cuz it wasn't super tech heavy but it's very much like in that kind of uh beware what you wish for kind of a thing in a way uh with horror elements you know with i mean horror elements coming from the perspective of someone being of color in the United States and dealing with uh, not just overt racism, like the stereotypical uh, Confederate flag, fucking N-word, you know, all the South, Southern kind of stereotypical kind of racism, where it's just overt. Like a lot of racism when, when Obama got elected, like a lot of the racists, like, still thought it was funny to their overt racism was still funny and uh they kind of got outed they kind of like i i started seeing it's like oh these motherfuckers are racist as shit uh it's more of the subtle racism uh that happens i'm sure a lot more i'm sure i do it i'm sure i'm i'm fucking guilty of of you know saying things in a way that that are that are taken uh insensitively um, 
But I fucking love Get Out. Get Out was fucking amazing. I loved the fuck out of it. Uh, the story was great. The acting was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun to go watch. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited for his next film. It's another one of those low-budget things that just did fucking well. Good word of mouth. But it's just also really well-made movie. Uh, yeah. And that's one I haven't gone back to watch. But, you know, I'm not big on rewatching horror movies necessarily uh and i don't know if it's necessarily available on like netflix or amazon or anything like that but number three get out loved it jordan peele yeah jordan peele uh number two my number two movie of the year coming in after above get out Three billboards outside of Ebbing, uh, Missouri. Movie I've watched is, you know, I watched and reviewed on this show. I think, uh, I think it's a, a great fucking movie. I thought the acting was amazing. I, th- I, th- you know, I I'm, would be very surprised if, you know, best actress doesn't come from this, at least, you know, one of the top-running best actress roles with Frances McDormand, uh, McDermott, and uh, the other dude that plays the racist cop, uh, who's fucking great and everything. His name's escaping me right now. Uh, but yeah, fucking great fucking movie. And this is one where it's like another simple movie. You know, you got a few characters. You got great writing. You got uh, like a a story that has some like oomph to it, you know. Um, and you see, you see redemption. You see, I you see people that you there's people in this movie that you hate at the outset when it starts, and when it when by the time the movie ends, at least for me, by the time the movie ends, you're like fuck yes. Like, people that are horrible people can't... I mean, I don't know how real it is, but I mean, I'm mean, i sure it's what everybody thought, not to get political, but I'm sure it's what everybody thought a president was going to be. It's like, oh, once he gets in office, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, he's just going to double down. Uh, yeah. So, three billboards. I was very close to putting this as number one. It's definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh and it's got, I mean, it's got some, but it's also got some, it's got some, like, serious funny moments in it. And I would not at ever call this, just like I wouldn't call Get Out a comedy, wouldn't call Three Billboards a comedy. But there's definitely some co- comedic relief in the fucking, all throughout the movie. Um, just a great fucking movie. Top to, like, I was, when I got out of the theater, I was so happy I went and saw that movie. Like, that's. Like, at no, there's nothing that I was like, oh, you know, it wasn't long, it wasn't boring, there was no moments, it was like, oh, that's, there was something really stupid that happened in it. I enjoyed everything in the movie. Uh, so three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, is my number two movie of the year. And number one, I'm sure you can guess it. Maybe Edgar Wright came in with with an original film 
a heist film, car chase film, edited and set to music. It is a, a movie that loves music and loves, you know, a fun heist who done it kind of a not really who done it, but definitely, you know, a heist movie. I love the fuck out of it. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Soundtrack, not as great as last year's uh, um, Swiss Army Man. Movies are kind of similar. They're very fun. I mean, I enjoyed the fact that it was like an action movie set to music. Like, literal action moments are set to the music that you're listening to. The music works amazing for the film. Uh, Bell Bottoms is probably had become it can't be, it's like one of my favorite songs now. Uh, not really, but it's it's definitely the best song I think off of the the soundtrack. I have listened to the soundtrack a bunch of times. It is an eclectic soundtrack. Um, but uh, yeah, Baby Driver. Just I'm not super excited that there's a sequel coming. Like I don't know if I want to see another movie in that universe with the same style i definitely don't want to see it without that style i mean i want to see edgar wright come through with new music and do kind of and he's done these like editing scenes to music before in like hot fuzz and uh shawn of the dead so it's not anything completely out of the realm of what he can do but doing a full movie of it and i don't know where they go with the story uh, clearly Kevin Spacey's not going to be in it. I wonder if a lot of people left it off just because of Kevin Spacey. I don't give a fuck. Kevin Spacey could have raped 20 people. Like, it could have had, uh, this, uh, Baby Driver could have had, uh, Bill Cosby in it. And I would have been like, Baby Driver's fucking amazing. You know? I don't know why they cast Bill Cosby, knowing before that he's raped all these women, allegedly, even though he kind of got off, got away with it. Uh, but it's like a lot of people are losing work now because of, which is whatever, it's the industry. But as far as the art is concerned, I, I think Kevin Space is an amazing actor. There's a shitload of movies he's in that I loved. I thought he was great in uh, House of Cards. And Baby Driver is amazing despite the fact that Kevin Spacey's in it. And, well, and he's actually good in it. I enjoyed it. He's not, he's one of the main characters. He's like the the lead guy that organizes everything. Um, but it's very much about baby, uh, the, the race car driver, um, the young race car driver with a baby face who, uh, has tinnitus and has to listen to music to drown out the, uh, high pitched sound that's in his ear. And he times out his getaway drives to the music. Um, yes, but I loved it. I loved it. it just overall, it was a lot of fun. It was good, good acting. I love the characters in it, and I really loved that it tried to do something new, where it was like very much like uh, Swiss Army Man. When you have a movie, I mean that was so far out there, but you know, trying to do a movie where you sync the the things that are happening in the movie to the music, I thought it was amazing. Um, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Had a lot of, it made me happy. Like, I, I just, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, so that's my number one movie of the year. It was almost going to be three billboards, like three billboards in that one. 
so close, but I had to go just, just uh, the creativity of of Baby Driver, put it over the top for me. Um, so a couple honorable mentions. I they were in the list, but I had to take them out for one reason or another. Dunkirk, visually stunning film, like. If it weren't for the editing of that movie, it would have easily been high up on my list. But watching the movie, and, and I'm sure if I watched it again, knowing that how everything's edited and set up, maybe I'd, I'd appreciate it more. But I thought it was a big miss in, in the movie, uh, the editing choices that were made. But I... I I thought I, there were moments of that movie that I loved the fuck out of. It was super stressful. Um, so it's, I mean, it, it could have easily been on there, you know, maybe take out one of the lower ones, but you know, uh, it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough with that editing. That was the big thing with it. Just the big, like, ah, um, war for the planet of the apes fucking loved war for the planet of the apes. I thought the, the CG that the translation from the, the actors, that were playing these characters and the CG representation of how they were able to just get all the, the detail and minutia of facial features and just speaking with the face, like translating, communicating with the face, um, with the CG character. Fucking amazing. I love the fuck out of it. Falls apart a little bit in moments, but one of the best franchises also, the, planet of the eights franchise um but that was definitely one of my honorable mentions uh for the year um i haven't yet two movies that i that are on a lot of lists that i haven't either seen or had a chance to see mother i missed getting to see that i really want to see that uh because it came out around the time i was moving and just never never got around to seeing it and then i tanya uh, which is out now, but it's not playing in my area, so I don't really have a way of seeing that. I hear it's amazing, though. Uh, but those two I want to see for sure. Um, and let's see. Lady Bird that's been on a lot of people's lists. I, I, I thought I, that movie is, like, my most overrated movie of the year. It's not a bad movie. It's just, like, as far as, like, co- coming-of-age movies, uh, it's, like, so vanilla and, like, I just don't understand why it gets so much love. I really don't. Uh, Blade Runner was okay. Visually, it was amazing, but still, I mean, it's, I don't know. It was good, but it's not. It's just not nothing even close to getting up, up to up to snuff. Um, let's see. Any other ones on here? Uh, yeah, the Alien Covenant. No, no bueno. I liked it more than Prometheus, but still, still kind of boring. Wonder Woman was the best DC movie, but not good. Logan was okay. I had issues with Logan. It was fun seeing a rated R, uh, rated R. Now that Disney, if they have, I don't know if they actually went through and and it's finalized yet, buying uh the X Men franchise or the Fox, basically. Uh, their movie catalog, uh, which would include include the X Men, um, 
you I don't think you're ever going to see a rated R. Disney's not really in the business of making rated R movies. So I don't know if we would have ever well we would have ever gotten a, a lo, rated R Logan uh from you know in 2 years. We would I don't think Disney would ever put out rated R comic book movie. Uh but Logan was all right. It was okay. I was I mean it was probably one of my favorite X-Men movies. Um there were parts that I thought were pretty stupid. I, you know, I don't know. It's like, I don't really give a shit that much about X-Men. Um, but it was okay. I, I like, I enjoyed it, but it, there's no way it was getting on my top list. Coco was okay. You know, as far as Pixar movies, it didn't blow my skirt up. It, the first half of it was amazing. Like the kids in it were fucking amazing. Uh, but I didn't think any of the the actual scare moments were scary. The end of it, I thought was pretty stupid. Uh, when everybody's just floating in the sky, in you know, I don't know, it was kind of stupid. Uh, Logan Lucky, not good. Comic Blonde, not really good. Uh, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was on my list for a moment. The the chapter two. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a really fun movie to go see. I like the first one better overall, I think. Just the music I enjoyed more. And, you know, just it being a fun kind of a, a romp where this one, there was some super dark moments that did, that, I mean, they kind of glossed over. But uh, it's definitely an honor, honorable mention for... Uh, for that one for guardians of the galaxy 2 uh yeah so that's it everybody i'll go through my top 10 list so coming in and one more time before i leave uh coming in at number 10 which i any of these movies i recommend go seeing uh my top obviously uh spider-man homecoming was my number 10 number nine the shape of water number eight kong skull island number seven john wick chapter two Number six, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Number five, The Florida Project. Number four, Big Sick. Number three, Get Out. Number two, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And number one, Baby Driver. Those are my top ten movies of 2017. Uh, I'm already looking forward to, there's the Phantom Thread, which is technically coming out this year. Uh, you know, Rogue One, I technically watched last year for the first time, but, uh, you know, Last Jedi is way better than that one. Uh, although I did enjoy that one a lot. All right. So that's it. Uh, you know, January is kind of a light month. There's still, there's probably, so what I'll probably do. I'm gonna try and track down Mother. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and watch uh, I Tanya somehow. And there's still a few movies that have that have come out that uh, you know I want to track down because it's gonna be a lot of dog shit comes out in January, February. There's usually there might be a couple. You know, Deadpool really opened up the eye, and now Get Out did really well in February. Um, so February there might be a few a few uh releases that that are going to be good. Um but yeah, if you have any movies that I didn't add or mention or review 
in my top 10 list that you think I should check out and watch, pay some consideration to. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ray Taylor on Twitter. Uh, and that's where you can recommend stuff. I sometimes put up uh, little uh, polls asking which movies you think, if there's multiple movies out, which one you would prefer that I go watch and review. Uh, so look forward to those if you follow me there. I also do artwork and Photoshop work and all that kind of stuff um, on my Instagram account. I'm looking to, with the new year, uh, I'm looking to do more photography um, and more Photoshop to add to uh, my Instagram stuff. So, uh, But I do, I release a new piece of artwork every day on Instagram under the the many faces. It's an ongoing ink on paper abstract portrait series so one is released new every day that you can purchase on my website inspireddisorder.com um so you can do that there are over like 280 so pretty soon there's going to be over 300 available uh today i had to or you know today i i reorganized the website so that it's split up uh the first hundred, second hundred, third hundred, and there'll be the fourth hundred. So every hundred pieces uh, will have its own section. Uh, just it was getting too much. I had to content management becomes the thing when you start creating a bunch of stuff. So Instagram is where you can follow me and all of those things. My my artwork and photography and photoshops. I've also do done a bunch of sh- photoshops for Ari Shafir great comic if you have netflix check out his double special double negative uh and if he's doing show if you're in denver he's got a storyteller show going there uh in january but i've been doing photoshops for him which is a lot of fun so i want to do more photoshops for him as well as other comics and shows that i enjoy um so those will also go up on my instagram page which is also my name ray taylor and you can find links to everything including this show on inspiredisorder.com you can check out the show on itunes and youtube along with all of my other projects inspiredisorder.com is the main place to go for everything that i do thank you all for listening to a new episode of Raylo's movies i hope you enjoyed the show thank you for watching thank you for listening go out go watch a movie go to a, go to a small th- find out what theater plays your independent movies and go there and watch some independent movies. Don't just go to your AMCs and your Regals and watch the big blockbuster Disney movie that comes out, which could be anything from Star Wars to Marvel to their live-action remakes of all their animated classics, uh, you know, or and now whatever Fox owns. You know, most movies that are going to come out now are just Disney movies. And then there's other there's other companies like Sony and Warner Brothers still put shit out, but go see the, like the go watch some A24 movies, man. They've put out a lot of good shit, a lot of good shit. Uh, they kind of remind me of Focus Pictures uh, back in the day. They did like uh, Eternal Sunshine, or The Spotless Mind. Uh, it's a little bit bigger budget, but you know. Anyway, go check out some go check out some independent movies. And I tell you what. Enjoy the show. All right? Peace out. You did it, man. Let's hear it for Ray, everybody.